Hey there, faculty and students. This week on the CR22 podcast, we're going to talk about the hot button issue from the week, which is external resources and the proposal that we brought to a couple forums over the course of the week. This was discussed in um, several leadership team meetings, but more importantly, at the town hall, our proposal was vetted with the community and feedback was received. We also talked about it again at the advisory committee meeting on Thursday. So what are we talking about when we say outside resources or external resources? We really felt like those needed to be broken down into three distinct categories. The first outside resource is NBME testing materials. In the new curriculum, in the, for the purposes of standardization, at the end of each block, there will be NBME exams. These are low stakes, but an intrinsic part of the curriculum. At the end of each clerkship, we intend to conduct shelf exams uh, to contribute to student assessment. And as mentioned, um, these formal and standardized assessment strategies are intrinsic components of the new curriculum. So we're not gonna be talking about them a lot in this proposal. The second category is really the one that was the most controversial and the most talked about over the course of the week, and that is block and rotation materials. These are commercially available materials that our proposal says will be utilized as curriculum components for learning activities and assignments. More on that in a second. The third category, um, which we will talk about briefly at the end, include USMLE preparatory materials. These are materials that are used in our institution to assess a learner's readiness to proceed to a step exam, and maybe even in some cases the next phase of the curriculum. They're utilized to predict the likelihood of passing, and they may offer direction in areas of needed improvement to help prepare for step one or two. So let's get back to block and rotation materials. We were proposing that a subset of commercially available step prep materials be rebranded as essential components of the new curriculum. Why are we doing this? We've spent a lot of time with student focus, focus groups and vetting efforts, as well as discussion with the CAA, and we've identified resources that most students do use and resources that have been stably used over time. Students cite these as adjuncts to the curriculum because of the efficiency with which they help them focus on the material and the strategies that they teach for retention. It can become a matter of equity if most students are using it as supplements to their coursework, but not all have this option. So that can lead to um, a bit of inequity, if you will. The other way, I'm sorry, the other why is outcomes. And people have asked over the course of this conversation, including at both of those meetings this week, whether there is outcome-driven data that supports use of commercially available resources. So we first have to ask which outcomes we care about. So step one scores are an obvious outcome. Um, but I would ar also argue that the patient, ex the student experience rather, is an important outcome to consider. So let's take uh, a second to talk about that. There is evidence that um, certain step prep uh, materials do lead to enhanced performance on step one, like question banks. It's not clear if there's an association between specific commercially available resources and step one performance. There is some literature that says schools who intentionally provide step one preparatory activities and modules have students who generally perform better, which isn't surprising, but none of those have parsed out individual resources. Of course, this is all retrospective data as well. Um, it's important to recognize that we are proposing these resources as a way to better learn course material and not for the exclusive purpose of step exam prep preparation. This is consistent with how our students use them too, which is during courses and not necessarily only for step prep um, 
activities. So our proposal specifically includes Pathoma, Boards and Beyond, and Sketchy as the included resources. And these initial selections were made after consultation with CAA and with discussion with our learners based on quality, stability, and methodology. I'll also mention as we talk about outcomes that there is some data about how step prep activities in a structured way can decrease student anxiety around the tests, and I think that's worth acknowledging. Again, we don't want these resources included for the exclusive purposes of step prep. We want them as uh, curricular components. So that was the proposal and the vision that these would be included in the new curriculum as actual block materials. And there's ongoing discussion about how that can possibly be financed, which we'll talk about in a minute. And now if it becomes the standard that all students have these resources, we propose that we need to deliberately include them in the curriculum. And so that comes with some faculty expectations around use. When this was proposed at the town hall this past Wednesday, these specific expectations for faculty, which I'm gonna mention in a second, um, there was definitely a lot of discussion and feedback on this point specifically. So the faculty expectations in the document that we've shared is that faculty, including the CAA, would have free institutional access to supported resources, Block leaders, longitudinal consultants, and core faculty would be expected to be familiar with at least one of the three resources. And block leaders would be asked to incorporate the resource into block teaching to direct students to the resource, perhaps for specific activities like assignments or preparation for engaged learning or block exam prep. This should not be a substitute for UMass faculty developed materials, which was um, a part of the discussion uh, during the town hall. Block leaders were also asked to point out where resources may indicate or may be inaccurate or limited and if that happens to apply for their content area. And there were expressed concerns from faculty about this too, that in addition to factual errors, faculty may also just have issues with the way the resource presents the material. This brings us to the other point of discussion, which is how would this be financed? And this is where we may need some creativity. In the proposal, we've listed the personal cost to a student, to a singular student, that they would pay out of pocket. And of course, an institutional license would be different, and of course, or hopefully rather, that would be um, less of a cost to the institution if we had an institutional license. We initially proposed that the institution is paying outright and then consider adding it to student fees or adjusting student fees to accommodate this expectation. But certainly money comes from somewhere else in the budget. What are we willing to give up for this particular proposal? Additionally, increased fees aren't popular with students for obvious reasons. In trying to strategize about this, we've reached out and partnered with the library to explore this further. And it was also suggested at our advisory committee meeting that there might be opportunity to partner directly with the companies. So that third category from above, I, I'll just reiterate it here since we've been talking about block materials specifically for a few moments. The third category was USMLE preparatory materials. And these, again, are the materials that assess a learner's readiness to proceed with a step exam or into the next phase of the curriculum. Might also suggest directed direction for areas of needed improvement. And we're gonna take a moment because there are some new resources included here. We as an institution already provide a couple of step one um, preparatory items for students. Of course, step one, UWorld QBank, 
uh, is provided for each student. At the end of the foundational curriculum, the students take the CBSE, the entire class um, takes it before step one prep, and it serves to identify areas of needed growth and how they can focus their study efforts. As they approach their test date, uh, two weeks prior, the student has a token to take the CBSSA, and that determines their likelihood of passing. Students without uh, sufficient likelihood of passing um, delay the test and further uh, study in focused areas uh, where that may be needed. Now with step one going pass fail, the popular opinion is that step two is gonna have increasing import and now actually may be used as the variable more scrutinized for residency application. And to this end, we'd like to beef up our preparatory workflow for step two using a similar model to what has been so successful here for step one. So these are some new items for step two prep. We do think that the core clinical science exam um, which is like the CBSE, but it's the CCSE, which is, again is the entire class taking the, the day, uh, the test one day um, on clinical knowledge before they start their clinical knowledge prep. And then as they get closer to their test date, we would also um, give them a voucher to use two weeks before their test for the CCSSA or the core comprehensive clinical science self-exam, just like we do with step one on the CBSSA. We also uh, would like to propose uh, step two clinical knowledge UWorld QBank be continued. So like so much of Curriculum Revolution 22, this proposal is a work in progress. It was really helpful to have a discussion with the community and with our advisors over the course of the week. And we are tinkering with the wording of the policy uh, based on that feedback. We are trying to create equity and efficiency for our learners using time-tested resources and strategies. Certainly when it comes to including commercially available resources as block materials, we would need a deliberate strategy for incorporation and some expectations around that. The budget is tight and creative mechanisms for funding must be explored as next steps as well. So there's going to be a break from the podcast in honor of school vacation week next week, and I am not around, but I will catch up with you the last week in April. Thanks so much for participating in the discussion about external resources, and the entire leadership team would love to hear more feedback from the community about this discussion so we can further tailor our proposal. Thanks so much.